0: Hey, welcome to going off track hey thank you i'm grateful to be here it's good to be back haven't been here in a little while i'm jonah joined by producer brad yeah got, um, got your coffee i got some coffee Miss missed that stump town man how do you get going in the morning i took a break it? from drinking coffee because i met this guy in portland who said uh that it was good for your anxiety to not drink caffeine oh yeah so i didn't drink it for like a month and i just felt exactly the same didn't feel any better, any worse, so I just figured I'd drink it again.
1: It's nice. It's like, I remember one time I thought that I, you know, I was talking to somebody who was like, yeah, man, I cut out all dairy, and oh my God, like, all of a sudden I could breathe, like, my sinuses opened up, and and uh, I felt f- great, you know, like, and I'm thinking like, like, maybe I should, you know, go on a dairy fast and see, but like, if I do, I'll be so bummed if I feel better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like I always feel the same no matter what. Like I'm always kind of tired. Yeah, I think that's like, kind of
1: the way it is. Unfortunately, I was no, like kind of sore. Everybody's looking for that one thing that. You yeah, know, like, sorry, this is the way it is to be human, man.
0: <laughs> sorry, guys, got to deal with it. It's just temporary. <laughs> um, today on the podcast we have a guy named Brooks Wheeland, who Wheeland, and uh, you made it home for Saturday Night Live. And he's no longer on the show, but he has a new comedy album that's super funny out called This Is Cool, Right? And he's, yeah, we've seen him on At Midnight. He's he's on TV all the time. Super funny. He just moved back to L.A., but the week before he moved to L.A., he came on the podcast. Um, I've been bugging him for a while at SNL, and he came on and was awesome.
1: Yeah. and Hilarious to hear him talk about SNL like... As not the greatest experience.
0: Yeah, he has a very different perspective, and he's really open about his kind of opinions. Uh, So yeah, it was interesting to get his kind of take on things, Um, kind of a different side of it. But uh, Stephen and him talk so much about Los Angeles. And while we were recording this intro, I was like, I was like, man, I wish Stephen was here. If only Stephen was here. Oh shit! I forgot to turn my phone off.
1: Hold on. It is Stephen. Wait a minute. Hey. Hello. Hey, dude. Hello. We were just. Hello. Uh, my ears, my ears were burning. Really? Because we were actually just talking about you.
0: Yeah, that's so weird that's so that you funny. Would, that you would randomly call in the studio while we're talking about you. Doctor, How did that happen? I Found
2: out this is amazing. There's a zit on my back that is causing all these problems, and they popped
0: it. Really? Yes. Oh man. I
2: immediately lost 15 pounds.
0: You know a problem I've had: not having enough t-shirts. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, that, especially so clean plain. t-shirts.
2: I want to call you about that. Especially- I want to make
0: sure you guys mention the t-shirts.
1: What uh, t-shirts? Well,
2: you know, Commonwealth. the dudes, the guys that are sponsoring the podcast. Yes.
1: Uh, I don't want you to forget. Commonwealth.
0: We, yeah, we... we uh,
1: Did we, we should, forget?
0: No, well, Stephen reminded us. Yes, we're <laughs> sponsored by Commonwealth Press. Um, they've been big supporters of the podcast. And um, so much that they're running a special. Uh, if you use a code uh, com slash podcast with your order, you get six free t-shirts just for being kind of referred by us. And they print... Oh, Mer-
2: shit. I thought you got half a dozen t-shirts if you re- they referred us.
0: Is it six or half a dozen?
1: Uh, I think it's half a dozen.
0: Is it half a baker's dozen? <sighs> it's
1: six of one or half a dozen of the it's other. It something. depends on which t-shirt. But
0: yeah, taking. if you're in a band, you need merch, you're not making money off your record. Trust me, I know. So... <laughs> Order some shirts, get six free ones, and make us look like we have people that listen to this.
1: Yeah, and then sell those six and use that for your extra beer money. Yeah, get extra s- drunk.
0: Start a pyramid scheme. <laughs> sell the six to someone else and have them sell them. I don't know. Give them to charity. Give them to charity. But um,
2: we should but, get some shirts. There, six free. That's a pretty good deal. Does anybody want our going off track shirt?
0: Someone tweeted at us that they wanted uh, an XL shirt. Do we have any we of those? Have those. We do? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's, I, I'm thrilled. To, I'll give them all of them.
0: Okay. Well, I'll, we'll get in touch with that guy, that one guy. And if you want to bootleg <laughs> your own, we'll gladly send you the original art. Yeah. <laughs> or if you want to design a new logo, go ahead and send it over. Yeah. We're open for anything. Um, if that you-
2: logo is vectored.
0: <laughs> if you're confused why the logo is a train taking off, but the sound is a train crashing, <laughs> I don't know, maybe look for some continuity there, because we don't we don't have any. <laughs> Anyways, I think
2: it's pretty obvious trains can't fly, they would crash.
0: Ah, shit. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I think you're being very literal about a train with wings coming out of this the is, side of it, though. This is
1: the way real <laughs> art works. An artist makes something, and then... Two other idiots
0: try to figure out what it means. <laughs> <laughs> or th- I feel like three idiots in this case. I made it. Oh, you made it. <laughs> I didn't know that you made that.
1: The logo? Yeah. You totally made that.
0: Oh, Jesus, think- man. No, I actually, I hired out a logo specialist. <laughs> <You> are- <laughs> New York's top marketing team. Yes.
2: <laughs> we have had this problem of trying to find something Brad can't do. It's yeah, that's true, hard. Brad.
0: If I did, uh, if I designed a logo, it would look so shitty. You, you did? I you did you design
1: the first one, or was that you, Stephen?
0: No, that was Stephen. The the record.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, I that didn't. that's awful. right. How could I forget? It was Stephen.
0: <laughs> Anyways,
1: I
2: have to point out something that that has nothing to do with our awesome sponsors, Commonwealth Press out of Pittsburgh. Uh, please go check their stuff out because they like our stuff. But yesterday on my email, I got a LinkedIn request, and it wasn't a LinkedIn request. It was. I got notified of a new skill by our producer Brad Goop, and I was so psyched to see what skill he had put on his LinkedIn page. And it said guitar.
1: <laughs> Brad, you learned how to play guitar? Oh, somebody just endorsed me for that. That's right. I didn't put it on. I, I uh, yeah, I suppose I should update my LinkedIn and Facebook. I don't know. I update them both about the same, but uh, I
2: just want to say congratulations after years <laughs> of being in a punk band. Finally learning how to play.
1: Well, it's hilarious because the person who endorsed me for guitar, if I remember correctly, I don't think that I ever, well, whatever. She's kind of in the music business. Anyway. Congratulations. Yeah. Everyone, thank you. Go get some cool t shirts. Multi talented.
0: All right. Speaking of multi talented, Brooks Whelan, hilarious dude. Let's listen to him talk.
1: It's going on?
3: I have some friends who live in Glendale, and, like, I always loved Glendale, you
4: know? Yeah, it's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, I It's like Armenia,
3: Glendale. but it's still
4: Glendale. You got the big, giant mall. The, yeah. the three-story gallery. Oh, yeah, that outdoor that street, mall. That was
1: the best place to go to movies, man, when I was there, because nobody was ever there. Yeah. You go to a movie, like, on a Tuesday night, and it'd literally be three people at that mall.
4: I left a, a backpack filled with beer uh, in Grown Ups 2 at that <laughs> theater, And I went back the next day and was like, did I leave my backpack here? And they go, nope. And I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, fuck you, asshole.
3: What's that bar on Hillhurst, the good luck bar over in Las Feliz?
4: Yeah, they have a comedy show there every other Tuesday run by Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's there's basically a comedy show in every bar in the east side once a week.
3: Aren't you supposed to sell comic books in Los Angeles to have comedy? Isn't that the rule now?
4: I mean, that's like that's that's even the establishment now. Like that's uh, mainstream, and that's just the one. And that one has a TV show. So how alternative can it be now?
3: That's completely true. There used to be this bar over in Atwater Village called Bigfoot. It was like an after-hours
4: bar. Yeah, they have they have karaoke there all the time. Oh God, Bigfoot's Everything's great.
3: Everything's changed
4: i mean it still sucks
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's over in atwater village that's right across from the street where um the beastie boys recorded um check your head i think
4: really that was like the one bar we could walk to from my uh mansion that we lived in bigfoot (laughs) so we a mansion
3: full of nine other dudes
4: and one girl who dealt coke
3: Oh, that's good. That's yeah. important to have in the house. No, it was
4: terrible. I'd never done it, and then I moved into a house with a c- cocaine dealer, and that really increases how much cocaine you do.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so if if we didn't record the part before this, uh, Brooks is moving to LA. That's why we're talking about it.
4: Oh, yeah. I don't want to open up with how I used to do a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> All right. Let's say okay. <laughs> whatever.
3: Drug, what drug do you do that you want to open with?
4: Yeah. Pick um, a good one. I like mushrooms a bunch. Me too. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Those are good. Those are my favorite. For uh, sure. Did you ever do
4: them in chocolate? Um, no, I kind of. I don't like eating. I don't like uh, kind of masking the drug, you know, because I don't. I want to know exactly how much is it, it I took. Oh,
0: that's a good point. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I
4: don't eat weed, but I'll smoke it. I don't. In like with but, mushrooms, I want to know how many I ate.
0: You're moving to California, dude. Though you're gonna have to eat weed. I feel like.
4: No, I mean I don't. I really? lived there for a long time. I never ate weed. Really, I feel <laughs> they have everything there now. They do, and I don't like it. One time, I, I somebody gave me like two Jolly Ranchers and the, uh, of weed, and we went to like a Dodgers game, and I just was I was like, "We're all going this is gonna crumble around us." It was a terrible <laughs> experience. I just yeah, I, it's, smoke somebody, weed. it's more intense.
3: Somebody yeah. gave me one of those bars, the um like the four twenty bars, and I didn't have it, but somebody that I was with, this was at Comic Con a few years ago, and <clears throat> a friend of mine said, "I'll try. it. Give me, you know, like one square of the Hershey bar. You know what I mean? Yeah." And the next day I went, how were you? And he went out of commission and obliterated from one square. Like, there's no dosage.
4: You have no idea. It's like you eat a bomb that might go off in your brain. Yeah. It's, but you have no idea. So, yeah, I, I mean, I've never had the chocolate mushrooms. I've just, like, eaten mushrooms. Have you done it as a tea before? No, I've That's never. That's pretty good. I, I would trust the tea yeah. more than, like, a chocolate. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, I'm just i like, I want to physically see how much I'm ingesting. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It tastes sense. so
1: bad. It yeah. does
4: taste pretty terrible. Yeah. I, I just took mushrooms up in the Adirondacks, and uh, it was mm. with like three friends, and I was the only one who had like a freakout. And then on the way driving back, I was like, can we take more mushrooms? And my friend goes, everybody but you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, I took them a month ago and went to the World Trade Center to, oh, and walked around, and it was gnarly. really intense.
4: That's super intense. But it's
0: also that Battery Park area. At night, it's empty, and it looks like the future because everything's new. Absolutely. So it was a pretty weird experience. What was your
4: freak
3: out in the Adirondacks? I I had a mushroom... Woods freak out once myself
4: my freak out was um, who do you think you are (laughs) like (laughs) I do stand up comedy I was like what gives you a right to make people listen to you talk like what if you don't know what you're talking about and then I just had to like tell myself I was like you do know what you're talking about (laughs) this is just the mushrooms
0: mine was you've made a lot of mistakes you should write them all down (laughs) and it was me writing down every mistake I've made and it was so depressing
4: that's why I like mushrooms you never come out of mushrooms thinking like I'm killing life like it never makes you cocky like how beer does it very much makes you look at what you can improve upon that is true
0: i realized
3: i hated camping and i was on a camping trip and i ruined it for everyone there because it was my car so it's like what well, it didn't matter we're all leaving
4: oh we're all going home. oh really yeah you made everybody leave
3: well it was only two of us so yeah
4: uh, okay well, but we
3: you- broke up shortly thereafter so i guess it
4: worked that's perfect <laughs> yeah. i like taking them uh camping that's like the one place that I would go to Joshua Tree a bunch and I yeah. really love that place. Nature's good. It's so, like, that place, Joshua Tree, I, I found out about in Los Angeles, like, three years after living there. Like, I'd never, it's so close, but you don't know it. I felt like I found, like, a, a hidden door in my house. Because I was like, this is here? And then I just would go there a bunch. It was great. I was also uh, um, really sad from living in that cocaine house. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get away from this. The sad cocaine yeah. house. <laughs> Uh, so are you, you moving some- in
0: with nine people when you move back? Or no, I'm no,
4: moving with my girlfriend. And nice. just her and I have like a solid life right now. So I yeah. try to keep that going. Have you wanted to go back there for a while? Oh man, ever since I got let go by SNL, I wanted to bail. <clears throat> but my girlfriend uh, got transferred here for her, uh, her job. So then she I couldn't be like, and now we're back. <laughs> so we ha- she had to wait and get transferred back to LA. Okay, gotcha. Yeah.
3: So and that, she has a job that enables her to do that? That's
4: cool. Dude, yeah, she works for this company. I won't say their name because I've been talking about drugs, but they're very cool. Um <laughs> and they, they hook they hook her up and she just kinda writes for them. She writes about like fashion and travel for them now.
3: Nice. Uh, she, I thought she was gonna say she worked for the uh, ATF, but that's all
0: right.
4: Yeah, no. <laughs> so what have so and you
0: also said you just you were working on a stand up? album that's coming
4: out oh yeah I, I recorded a stand-up album uh in late november it comes out Jan- january 27th oh nice that's
3: exciting where'd you record it
4: uh madison wisconsin which is a really good stand-up comedy town like the midwest is great for stand-up comedy because they appreciate it uh so you get really good crowds there um so yeah i recorded it and it came out i mean it comes out january 27th i just listened to it and i'm like super i like uh it's kind of what i put uh being fired from snl like i focused on this for six months and then like it's like my uh i'm like more proud of this than anything i did on the show so i'm like ah, maybe it was for the best once people hear this they'll be like oh yeah this he's better at this anyway was it
0: (laughs) i know like making it an album it's like there's so much prep that goes into like i mean how long did
4: you kind of fine-tune it I mean I've been doing stand up 7 years and this is the first thing I've recorded okay. um, but I went on the road and just uh headlined for 6 months straight so doing like you know 5 hours of stand up every weekend for 6 months that went straight into the record
0: so is a lot wow. of the material from that 6 months or is it stuff from your, the last 7 years kind of uh, I mean it's
4: pretty much all from the last year and a half 2 years but I'd say you know um 35 out of the 55 minutes is from the last six months because okay. you just like kind of tune it, fine tune it, and then you have like more real things to talk about as you get older, yeah, and like have real experiences. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so, I went to a show, Mike Birbiglia did an improv show last night.
4: Oh, was it uh, what was last night? Sunday? It was like, no, last today's last, Thursday. Today's Thursday, it
0: was like Mike Birbiglia's dream or something. It was like did him and Chris Gether. No, it was just like a, just an improv show that Where he was kind it? of. It was at UCB in Chelsea.
4: Okay. Um, I like Birbiglia a bunch. He was like one of the first dudes I got. St- I've gotten starstruck for real meeting two people. One was Birbiglia when I was like 19. Okay. Uh, and the other was Eddie Vedder last year. And Eddie Vedder, I feel like, yeah, you can get starstruck meeting Eddie Vedder. But Birbiglia I was like, what was I doing? I said, <laughs> he's great, but I just freaked out meeting him. Yeah. This was in Iowa. He was my favorite comic when okay. he came through. Okay. Gotcha um okay but how was it
0: oh yeah so it was great but um but kind of halfway through the show they started talking about the interview because all that stuff had kind of just happened and they were like
4: by the way that's insane
0: yeah and me and steven wanted to talk about it. i was like i bet brooks will want to talk about
4: it yeah it's such a bummer man it's
3: total fucking bummer I've i've never felt and i find you i feel embarrassed a lot for things that happen in this country but i'm like because of like so we got hacked by north korea like Every movie theater should play that movie, and everyone should go see it. You know. It's yeah. Like, well,
0: I, I went over to, to I went over to South Korea two years ago, and I took a tour of, like the Demilitarized Zone, and went this like eight hour tour through USO, and like we got to look into North Korea. And it's like the, when you like really learn about North Korea, it's like they have this huge building there. That's like looks like a skyscraper, but the windows are painted on. There's yeah, thirty it's, people. It's like
4: there's they, a really good documentary about it called Inside North Korea on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, it's um, I think she it's an Asian reporter uh, who goes over there, and it's all under the guise of doing these um, cataract replace replacements. Uh, like North Korea allows them in to show that he, there's this doctor who does cataract replacements. Which, by the way, if your population has a ton of cataracts, it's because of malnourishment. It's terrible, right? But uh, so they allow them to come in and film it to basically show the world, like, look, we're helping our citizens. But it's like a double op to where they are going in to show how bad the country really is. And it's out. It's on Netflix called Inside North Korea. It's uh. the best. Like, look, like it's terrible, but it's the best inside look. Because I watched The Vice one, and it was okay, yeah, but that. they definitely knew this dude was trying to, like, I mean, they didn't show him very much. Right. But like but it's like it's
0: like every like that's such a good it's like a farce like they don't have a military, they don't have anything. It's like they're like they have people living there who are like in work camps in Siberia who think yeah. they're in North Korea and it's like they have so much power over those people because they're so brainwashed, but they don't have power over us. And to me, it's like for us to bow down to that is fucking crazy. Yeah,
4: it's really like the creepiest third grader at a school is holding that school hostage. Right, like, right. Don't, you can't make fun of me. It's like, also, okay, don't make fun of a creepy little third grader. But and,
3: and it's somewhere Trey Parker and Matt Stone just being like, where the fuck did this happen with – Team America. Like, no one cared then? I, like,
0: I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, haven't, I don't listen to Alex Jones, <sighs> but I know that there's got to be a conspiracy theory with, like, Sony and, like, just them being scared that, like, more stuff... Like, I feel like there's something else happening. I think
4: what really happened... I mean, in reality, it's, at f- it's the fucking Dark Knight Rises psychopath. That kid who, you know, that no theater... Once, and I totally understand. You don't want anyone to die over a movie, right? Because people are so fucking lame and crazy that, like, if that theater shooting hadn't happened, I bet you know. I mean, there's just so many fucking shootings. They're like, look, I don't want. But that any didn't shootings. change
3: any gun laws. You know what I mean? It's only like it's less than 35 percent of this country are gun owners, so that didn't change anything. But on a give, like, I grew up as an I was an army brat, <clears throat> and I lived on a base in. West Germany back then, uh, that we would have West bomb Germany. threats on a monthly basis. Some Someone would call in, like, like the Red Brigade would call in a fucking bomb threat on a middle school, and we would all have to go outside and stand and wait to go back into school. And this was like de-rigueur, you know what I mean? So on a daily basis, there's a threat to the United States, but all of a sudden— like, a bunch of people's emails get released, <laughs> turns out to be North Korea, and then they say, you know what, we're going to do a 9-11-style bombing. We live in a constant threat of that. Well, you know what, we're not going to show this James Franco movie. And, uh, it's like, and, you hated the, Your Highness that much? Like, this is happening?
0: But also, like, what did, uh, what did they, they knew they were going to piss off North Korea making this movie. Like, yeah. well, I, I know,
4: I remember, well, I feel, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they thought was going to happen.
0: Like I just think it's like evoking 911 is just like all that's like the one ab, thing yeah, you say where it's absolutely just right. like sh- okay shut it down.
4: Shut it down for sure.
0: We
3: just we just let the terrorist win. Everything yeah. Fox News yeah. says just came true. Like AMC and Regal Cinemas just let the terrorists win by not showing a movie not many people wanted to see anyway. Yeah. And now everybody wants to see it.
4: Yeah, I was interested in it because I I felt like they were holding back on the. Uh, you can tell like a movie's holding back on previews. Yeah, and I only saw the same preview over and over. And I was like, I bet this gets real gnarly. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to see it. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's a bummer. I also don't, I don't people are shitting on Franco. I was like, Franco's great. Like, yeah, he he's, awesome. Pine, he's Pineapple Express. The movie's the fuck. He's the fucking best. Uh, yeah, somebody was like, good, now we don't have to sit through another James Franco comedy. I was like, he didn't fucking write this. He's just a funny actor, man. Yeah. Also, you did not
3: have to sit through it to begin with. No one was making you pay to go see it, shit for brands Yeah,
4: my favorite, uh, I watched uh, SNL for the first time the other week, uh, and it didn't it hurt as bad it didn't hurt as bad as I thought because I was it like made me realize of like this is what I was bummed about missing uh but the funniest sketch I've seen a long time was James Franco fighting the little kid mayor oh, <laughs> Did you yeah, see? Yeah. look this sketch up he's a little kid wins the mayor, and then uh James Franco's the kid who lost the guy who lost It's just really funny,
0: yeah, he's like super
4: pissed. he's like, this kid's like four years old, yeah, he's like this kid thinks he's strong, I'm strong uh either way, <laughs> that made me laugh super hard, and it made me Can like you tell Franco.
3: by seeing a sketch like who wrote it.
4: Yeah, I knew exactly who wrote that. Uh, these guys, Tim Robinson, Zach Cannon. I was like, that's definitely those two. And then I called them and they were like, yeah, yeah, we wrote that. And I could tell because there was no cast in it. Those dudes always write like host stuff. Uh, I was like, yeah, definitely. If there's no cast in a sketch, no one in the cast had anything to do
0: with it. <laughs> I just saw Kyle in that Hello Ladies movie. Had
4: oh, you yeah. seen that yet? He, no, I mean, I just knew he was in it. It's really funny. Yeah, he played Rory. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a funny, he's a funny actor.
0: Yeah, he's a really funny actor.
3: How much of How much acting do you like to? I mean, aside from you know the sketch stuff, like if you were pretty heavy on just being a stand-up, like oh, I'd never. That something I you're mean, looking forward to crossing over into?
4: Yeah, I suppose I'd never done. I'd never done or written a sketch before I was on SNL. Like, so I don't even do sketch. Uh, I just did stand-up in my audition, and then they hired me to be. In the cast it was insane um and then they're like where are your characters like the fuck are you talking about uh um so i don't know i mean i really love stand-up uh but i also you know being an actor being on tv is what makes people want to come see your stand-up so that's super important um so i mean i'd rather write my own show and be in it you know like it's always sunny in like Broad City and Workaholics, like I admire the shit out of, you know, create your own show that you're in. So that's like what I want to do. And that's what I'm working on. Who are
0: some of your, do you like, like, you know, we talked about Hepburn. Do you like some of the dark, like, I feel like my favorite stand up's like Doug Stanhope. Like, I really like the kind of darker stuff. Who are some of your yeah. guys?
4: Yeah, um, I mean, my favorite is, is like the new group of dudes come that are like, you know, to me incredibly famous but to the world like you know maybe not but uh like Kyle Kinane and Rory Scovel and uh like TJ Miller um those are my favorite guys the dudes i want to like you know kind of model my career after uh those are who. that's who i like for like the most famous people i don't even know oh bill Burr's new special is like the best thing i've really? seen I've in like a decade i've been meaning to watch that i listen to his podcast a lot his new special is called uh, you know uh I'm sorry you feel that way. It just came out on Netflix. It's the best. Also, Cosby's newer stuff. I'm joking. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just did a Fox. I just did this show for Fox. Uh, it was like going to be on like Fox, like Fridays at eight, and I kept making Cosby jokes, and they're like, "We can't use any of those." <laughs> uh,
3: allegedly.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
3: As long as you say allegedly.
4: Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, but that's what, those are the dudes that I like. Bill Burr's new special is so good. John Oliver, uh, his stand, like his show is amazing. Yeah, his stand up is great. His stand up is so great, like so good. It's so, um, he, the dude is the coolest. He just does like 3,000 seat theaters and goes up and just like, just super, I mean, it's polished, but not like, he doesn't give a shit. He just, you know, chill and drink it. He doesn't drink before, but then just like goes up and fucks around for an hour and 20 minutes and murders without like, I've seen people play like theaters like that who are like, you know, every word is like carefully constructed. Versus yeah. He's just super funny and great at making fun of whatever's happening. Have you seen Did that? Have
3: you ever listened to his podcast, The Bugle? No, I haven't. It was good. It's it's very, uh, Jonah, it's very pun heavy. He'd be
4: all
0: over it. Nice. We had on, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, we had Lance Bangs on, and he directed oh, that Chelsea Peretti special, yeah. and he was talking about it, and I watched that. That was really good.
4: Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't see hers yet.
0: Um, it's, it's kind of like he wanted to make it look kind of like an anti-special, so there's all this weird, like, kind of surreal stuff in it. Yeah,
4: I dig that a lot. Because Chelsea's good at stand-up. If you can do good stand-up and then make fun of stand-up, I'm into it. Yeah. I Kind of hate anti stand-up. Yeah. Because you can write a bad joke in you know one and a half seconds. You know, yeah. like, hey, fish, how you breathing? Like, <laughs> fuck you. You know, <laughs> takes so it's so hard to write a good joke. Anti stand-up pisses me off so much. Uh, I don't mind Kyle's. I like. I really love Kyle Mooney's um, Bruce Chanling though because. <laughs> That is just a deeply saddened man. Uh, and that's what it's really about. But, so, you know. I'm not I, talking about Kyle at all on that.
0: I mean, is it, you know, I listen to a lot of like stand ups who have podcasts, like Joe Rogan and like Ari Shafir and those guys, and yeah. they always talk about sort of, especially when they have other comics on, like. Cause, my window into all this stuff is Vanessa, and she did Second City and stuff, but never really, like, toured as, like, a hardcore stand-up. And they talk about just sort of how dark and kind of lonely it is and all that. Yeah. I mean, did you do have that experience?
4: Um, I, I kind of hate the road. I only do clubs I want to do now, which I'm lucky to be afforded that option, very much so. But, uh, if you have to go and, like, tour the real deal, um... Where you're on the road, you know, for, I did the road for like five months, but there was like a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm recording this album, then I'm done. I'm taking like, you know, the next three months off, uh, to just do stand up in New York and LA, which I prefer. Uh, but if you're just on the road with, there's no, you don't know if it's, if you're going to end and you're not doing fun rooms, you're just doing, you know, shitty fucking, I don't know. There's a ton of shitty rooms in Ohio, (laughs) like just doing all those shit rooms, uh, that, could, that, gets, that gets real dark real quick. Um, but now I'm at the point where I've done enough bad places to where I'm like, this makes me so sad. I would rather not make that money and be happy as a person to where I'll only say, I'll like, anytime uh, I get offered a club, I'll ask around and be like, has anybody been here? Is this fun? And if people are like, it's okay, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that then because you mean it's terrible. <laughs> uh, but there's like there's like a handful of amazing clubs in the U.S. Like um, Bloomington, Indiana, this place called the Comedy Attic is so great. And Madison, Wisconsin, Comedy on State is amazing. And like Acme in Minneapolis and Comedy Works in Denver and like Hilarities – or not Hilarities, um, there's like – Anyway, Portland. But there's like great places you can go to people come out and unlike comedy to where you don't get depressed. Yeah. But if you go on the road with bummer places, it gets fucking sad.
3: I've always said just talking to so many bands over the years. So, like, being in a band is tough, touring is tough, but I think stand up is the hardest entertainment. Yeah, you have gig. to carry
0: less stuff, though. Touring is yeah, a lot. I feel like half the time we're just loading stuff in and out.
4: Yeah, I think there's, you know, Anytime I can, I bring an opening act because that's huge. Also, I think comedians are... They're cool, but most of them, 99% of comedians are fucking lazy assholes to where they, it's easy to get depressed because when they visit a city, they won't rent a car because they're like, no, that's like 80 bucks I can have. But like reality, now you're fucking stuck in whatever mall you're next to for the next three days. That's the most depressing thing ever. So I always like rent a car and like then go see whatever's in that area. So it's like a little vacation. You know, like, uh, and I like photography, which keeps me like from going crazy. So I just go take photos and shit. But uh, if you're, I'm jealous of bands, but I also am not jealous of fucking lugging a guitar around. Yeah. Oh man, what if you're a guitar comic? What a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the worst of both worlds.
0: <laughs> that is Cause, true.
3: Because the airline industry does not care about your guitar, especially Delta. They let me. They,
0: yeah. So we did a tour. In November, I guess, where we flew to Florida and then we flew to California and we did the West Coast and we flew back. Every flight except for one, they let me just bring my guitar on the plane and put it in the overhead bin. And it took up like a whole bin. I was like, I can bring this on. And they're like, yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was really weird. I guess I think there was some kind of thing happened where like they were breaking so many guitars that now you can just bring them on. That's awesome. Yeah,
3: maybe it was Brian Fallon because I know that Delta smashed his on a tour. Oh
0: really? Oh really? He like and he like went crazy. It yeah. happened That's, to Chuck too. It happened to a lot. Someone drove a forklift through it.
4: It was Brian oh, Fallon. Yeah. Was Brian Fallon Gaslight Anthem? Yes. yes. I like. You know that remains the greatest show I've ever seen. Because uh, I, I was very, I was stoned. I was living in Huntington Beach, and they played Chain Reaction in Anaheim, all ages. Yeah, all ages. No I was alcohol. Like, but we went pretty drunk, uh, <laughs> and it was like. It's the perfect. I really enjoyed. 50, it was the Fifty Nine Sound Tour, and I was lo- ah. I love that album so much. And I was just with my buddy. I just moved to California from like fucking Iowa, so everything was neat. And it was just like a perfect storm of like this is the greatest show I've ever seen. And uh, and Murder by Death came on, played right yeah, before yeah. him. Yeah,
0: Bloomington Zone.
4: Yeah, and that was like they were fucking awesome. That was mm-hmm. like still remains like my favorite That's show awesome. I've ever seen. It, it's like a thing that will never be beaten because it was such like a. I was really just really happy at that point. I was like twenty two, and everything was exciting. To where, if like I saw Pearl <laughs> Jam, who's like my favorite band all time, like in a room of like thirty, I'd be like, well, it's still the energy of that 59 yeah. sound tour.
0: Yeah, I, I wish I'd known uh, their drummer Benny sometimes guest hosts a podcast with us. Oh, Gas really? Drummer, yeah, yeah.
4: Dude, I really I really enjoy those dudes a bunch. Yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. have a new record there. Oh, it just came out get hurt yeah oh yeah no i i know that for sure they're my brother's like absolute favorite band like really? he like follows them around on tour and stuff yeah
0: it is weird though how you get older i feel the same like there's shows from like when i was in my 20s that like i'll never forget and now it's like your favorite band could be playing next door and you're like i just want to get seamless and yeah chill oh, out tonight. It's
4: absolutely yeah that's a hundred percent yeah what happens
0: but don't you like that when like
3: you hear about a band like like i've always i always liked pearl jam you know always did yeah and then i and then i just you know never saw them live just wanted those things that like it's totally. like they're around and then i remember seeing them and, and it was it was Lollapalooza. i think we were we were doing press and so you know you get that good press spot for a few right. songs I remember standing there going oh fuck yeah. oh shit like you know and it was like oh yep yeah, all right okay yes i'm with all of you i got yeah. it I'm i mean there. they
4: have like the most insane you know that you know like following to see them live and shit to where like when they play how if they played four they played four shows in a row in la and i you go to all four you know like, uh, cause they don't repeat songs and shit. And it is like, I forget that I like them as much as I do. Then I see them live and then I listen to them for like three months in a row. And then it kind of goes away a little bit until you see them live again. And they're like, oh yeah, I forgot. Did you, did you see all the stuff Billy Corgan when he was shit talking them? Oh, but Billy Corgan shit talks everybody. Yeah, but
0: so I saw, I saw Smashing Pumpkins play at Webster like a week ago. Oh really? Or like two weeks ago, very recently. Yeah. And it was like, it was so weird Like, cause it's him, the drummer for Rage. Oh yeah, Brad Wilk or whatever? Yeah, Brad Wilk and the bass player from The Killers, which I don't know that dude's name, Uh -uh. and some other guy on guitar. And it was like, he was like, wouldn't
4: play a lot of the hits, yeah, like, well, I mean, like, nobody's ever said, like, Billy Corgan seems cool. Like, but it was, like, That it's guy like, sucks. He's, he's, he totally he's, he, sucks. He seems yeah. like he sucks. And then when he was shit-talking,
0: like, Pearl Jam, it's like, this band has been putting out records. Like, you didn't do anything. Yeah, I
4: know. You literally did and, nothing And then forever. you come back
0: and just, like, get off and, like, withholding, like, not playing 1979 or like, Cherub Rock for, like, yeah. people that paid, like, 80 bucks to see you.
4: Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, he, was he doing fucking Zwan songs? <laughs> he
0: wasn't doing Zwan songs. record.
4: <laughs> no, it was. I liked I had Swan, but it's like don't shit talk yeah. this band that's been together for two decades like consistently not putting out garbage. Like like records, you know, it's like, not some of them aren't the best, but I still, you know, actually, you know what? I do just I didn't like the last two records Pearl Jam did as much as the other ones. But that's because you get older and you're like do the what I like. Right, right, know? right. Yeah. Don't, I don't you're fucked if you make records for 20 years.
0: I I you can't please everybody. I kind of they fell off my radar and then I saw that pj-25 or 20 PJ 20 PJ yeah. 20 and that i saw that like a screening of that and i was like holy shit this is awesome it's so good that, yeah that documentary
4: yeah. i saw that uh, at the arc light when i was living in la like on opening night and I, it was just like hardcore pearl jam fans and we're all like maybe cameron crow will swing by and he did not but it was still really fun
3: <laughs> that's kind of cool when it's that like 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 that crew of people like i remember like one of the last times i saw wilco it was like a nice vibe because everybody was sitting down and enjoying the show. Oh, yeah. And there was like one clown two rows up standing up having a good time. Yes, he should. Yes, stand up, watch the show. But I remember just this whole row of us, this big Wilco fans being like, fucking sit
0: down, man. Seriously, oh, like, that's kind of ruin it for everybody
3: else. Like-, like, you're you're not in my eyeline, but I can see you. I can see you. That's yeah. like that
0: descendant show at Roseland we saw.
3: Oh, the descendant show. Oh, yeah.
0: Remember that guy <laughs> was standing up? like right in the vip
3: oh that he guy, got yeah. thrown off the thing yeah our friend <laughs> shoved him off because Joan and our I, I were well me specifically wasn't
0: steve Stephen was like this guy, i know steven hates this story but yeah this guy i won't <laughs> say who it was but yeah this guy was standing up and like blocking everyone it's someone's like what's going on and steven's like oh this guy's standing up our friend just walks over they exchange words and then he gets pushed off this thing oh it comes crazy. running up and then it was this big thing trying no. to do a giant fight it was kind of not great. <laughs> Steven's like I feel sort of responsible for this. I was like, uh huh. Yeah.
3: But well, yeah. There's yeah,
0: concert etiquette now though, is so weird because it's like, I feel like people like all this technology is so new. So someone will hold up their huge phone in front oh of my your face. God. You
4: ever see anybody fucking recording a show on an iPad? I haven't That's actually. That's the seen most it. Ins- I was like, but, what the fuck but is this? I
0: feel like those new iPhones are like almost yeah. as big as an iPad now.
4: It's I and feel- it's like no
0: one really feels good. like I feel like if you point it out, they're like, huh? You know what
4: I mean? No, I feel like. I've been going to a lot of shows You guys too I think we hit a critical mass Where people are coming back I really? think it's like turning around. I where heard Everybody so. used to record because we could and it was exciting mm-hmm. yeah. and now it's like, it's kind of lame to do that. That's why fucking Jack White so cool, like, they come out and they're like, please don't record before he comes on. They're like, just don't record. You know, just be in the moment which I so appreciate. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know. Well
3: with, well, with stand-up like, that's a huge thing if you're workshopping, right?
4: Uh, not for, you know, maybe for super famous people and even that, that's definitely gone back. Like, it, it was, it got crazy and then Comedians, you know, we're we're bitching about so much. I don't see it happening uh, anymore. But at the same time, I mean, I'm sure John, I just was like opening for John Oliver for a little bit and he would say, hey man, don't record. But, you know, um, it wasn't where it was that I remember where like, you know, Pat Oswald was heading into like, right. please stop, just enjoy this. I think people kind of are smart enough, especially at those like weird, you know, at UCB where they're like, Come on, be cool. You know, this is a cool space. Like, it's not like they're at the fucking Irvine Improv, (laughs) which I'm sure people would record there.
0: Right. Comedy (laughs) fans
4: know, don't do that. Yeah. I guess I just have
0: like so little. I feel like when I go to shows, it's like I get get so irritated that sometimes it makes it hard. Like, I feel like everyone's like talking in my ear and it's like some dude's playing acoustic. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm with you. Uh, I don't... I don't know if that's just getting older and crankier, too. I'm usually
4: pretty... I'm kind of... I like to get drunk when I go to shows, so I'm usually pretty just, like, whatever about everything. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine.
0: Uh, See, I feel like I'm usually stoned, so I just have, like, heightened senses. Oh, yeah, you're the
4: opposite. (laughs) It's just, like, my senses are very much dulled. (laughs) I was so bummed that I was at Lollapalooza and... um, it's the first time I saw the Black Keys. They opened for the Tours. just like 2007 when it was just Dan and Pat. And it like fucking blew my mind. You know, just those two dudes. And then uh, I drank, so I blacked out. And the Tours played, who were like, my, at the time, my favorite band. And in the morning, I was like, oh, darn, I don't remember any of the Tours. I was really mad at myself. Do
3: you ever uh, listen to any uh, Brendan Benson solo stuff?
4: Oh, yeah, for sure.
3: Ah, uh, shit's great. I like really it better great. than tours, And years yep. ago, we were working uh, Bonnaroo, um... Which I hate. Really, (laughs) I just played um,
4: there this year. I had the most fun time ever. I think. I I feel like Stephen. Okay, you're probably right.
0: When you worked it though, wasn't it more of like more hippie festival sort of? I feel like now
3: Metallica played.
0: Oh yeah, Metallica did play. And
3: Against Me played. It was really. And 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 every band had the best experience because they would fly in and fly out. Like they right. would come in, they would leave the, like Springsteen played the one time I worked there. But I remember the tours played and I was, I was stoked to see them. And they, like the band was supposed to come talk to us. And by the end of the day, it was just Brendan who was going to talk. And I remember um, our old boss was like, man, Jack White was supposed to come over here. And I was like, so stoked because I love Brendan <laughs> Benson's yeah. records, and that's and so when he found out that like oh you're a you're a fan like like okay so all we did was geek out about his shit it was great he's so cool he's that's the secret it. weapon of that band
4: well, I, I like my favorite part of that band is Jack Lawrence the bassist who's the most mellow cool dude ever he just kind of like chills out and he's quiet and that guy he's in, he's like. Uh, in the Greenhorns. Horns, yeah, and he, tou- he the dead was a bass two- player
3: for a buddy of mine, a guy named Benji Faree. He toured oh, with nice. him just because he could.
4: Yeah, and he was on City and Color. Uh, uh, that's my favorite uh, part of that band. Is, uh, yeah, the City and Color. Jet. Really? Uh, he well, he's he's just like the basis for City and Color. Okay, right? yeah. that's that dude who's Dallas the Canadian Green. guy. Yeah, I've yeah.
0: interviewed him a bunch of times.
4: He's really cool. Yeah, he's yeah.
0: like a huge deal up there.
4: He's really yeah, he's really nice. I yeah. like that guy a bunch. Um,
3: City and Color was the guy from Alexis on Fire. Yes. right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's saying, not. He's not the one in. Um, oh my god, hard hardcore band. Frank quit. Guy from Big Love. Oh, Gallows.
4: Gallows.
0: It
3: the, it's not the guy. I from don't Gallows think so. No. Guy. Okay.
4: Uh, yeah, they were just they were playing at Bonnaroo when I was there, and then I hit up like uh, Jack Lawrence. It's like, hey, we're gonna watch Elton John. You want to do that? And he's like, nah, fuck that. Let's go uh, watch basketball at this bar. <laughs> Uh, so instead of Elton, I was, I couldn't sell my girlfriend on. I was like, let's go eat wings with City and Color and Jack Lawrence and watch basketball. And she's like, what the fuck? Elton John's on. And I had to, I bailed on her and she was, it got into a big fight of, she's like, just fucking watch Elton John. I was like, but I'm never in the same city as these guys. I like rock stars. Like, it's but you really guys are still
0: was. together. So it was it worth it.
4: Um, yeah, it was totally worth <laughs> it, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to see Elton John. I'd rather go watch basketball. And then Patrick, the drummer for My Morning Jacket was there and i was like this, you're like the other band i love i was like in heaven versus she was watching elton john alone <laughs> which i'm a, just a bad boyfriend is what it came down to <laughs>
0: uh, Did did you have like a kind of like you mentioned like gaslight and stuff did you have like a big kind of punk fate you listen to a lot of that stuff because that's kind of where me and steven come from i guess
4: oh i mean bit. like i like you know fugazi a bunch in like Bad Brains, but I don't. It's like enough to where like I'll put it on and enjoy. Like I, lo- I know 13 songs really well by Fugazi, but that's about it. Um, and then Gaslight, I really just enjoy. You know, I kind of I like uh, I like 59 Sound more than anything because it's got those you know like slightly slower songs to it, like Old White Lincoln and shit, where it's it's like still punk but not really. It's like sort such of such a good record, yeah, yeah, such a good record. Um, to where I, lo- I love that music. I don't have any problem with... I enjoy it whenever it's on. But I think I still... I just love, uh, you know, My Morning Jacket. And, like, that, like, fucking alt-rock shit. Yeah. You guys yeah. might hey, not check, it. Check
3: out the later Fugazi records, man. Because they... It took me a long time to realize, after seeing them many times, that is just a jam band. You know what I mean? Like, they never had right. a set list. Yeah. And their last record, The Argument... Like, I would give that to someone just as much as I would give 13 songs to a repeater. That record is so good. I'll check it it out.
4: Yeah, it is really good. I was listening to Eagles of Death Metal while while I skated over here. Uh It's like another band I forget, and then once a year I'm like, oh yeah, I love this. They're so good. Yeah, they're so good. So you skated here from Manhattan? Well, I skate to the L from, I live in like Deep Alphabet City. Okay, gotcha. So it's just faster to get around if you skate.
3: We both used to live over there, Joan and I. We did, Oh, yeah. where, did you,
4: where did you guys
0: live? I live, well, not really off. I lived on, uh, uh oh my God, 3rd Street between 1st and 2nd. Okay, I'm on 3rd and D. 3rd s- and D, okay. See, I live
3: the 7th and A, which when my wife moved there years and years ago, that was pretty bad. But now yeah. it's like, I guess, further it's out. It's
4: great, yeah. D is still, I mean, a dude got murdered the other day. Uh, on my block, and now there's a cop tower that they just like hang out in, and I feel like I live in a police state.
3: Yeah, Cause I hate those things. It's like, wow, do we just need to be
0: like Berlin? Wait, <laughs> Dude, it's, I've never—I don't know if I've ever seen one of these. It's uh, a yeah. I've got a photo.
4: Uh, i I'll show you after this. It's a just like a. It's a little. It's just a cop tower. It's like a little. A it's like a scissor lift. I don't think there's a cop in it. I think there's uh, cameras in it. Okay. And there's a cop next to it. Or at the very least, it's just a huge deterrent of don't yeah, yeah. murder anybody while we can see one of those.
3: I read this fascinating thing. Um, uh, I've read many of them, but this one in particular talked about weird things that, like other countries have tried that work. And if you no just guns, switch
4: your, what'd you say? <laughs> no guns. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no guns. That's one of my own favorites. Yeah, uh, but one is um, just put up more blue lights. Really? Yeah, and it's like this natural crime deterrent that crime just plummets that if you t- put up just blue that lights. Make, that makes and it's sense. The most random thing. I want to say Finland, but I, you know, I, I I could look it up right now. Um, but it's I always think about that, and every time I come home, you know, I live in Jersey. I'm like, maybe I should put a blue light in the front door, just a little added security.
4: I like that. Um, yeah. Okay, I w- what are you guys' favorite uh, albums of 2014? What did you dig? Did you dig anything this year? I did. Um, I thought that
0: Against Me record was awesome. Okay, I don't that know was, it. That's a good um, record. Uh, I'm to the guys in my band, the band Pianos Become the Teeth. Okay, um, who we had on the podcast. Their record is incredible. I'll check it out. Check it out. Um, I'm trying to think. There's what this else. band
3: called United Nations that Jonas being really shy
0: about. Uh, yeah. It's pretty fun. My band oh. put out a record in yeah, July. I'll check it out. Yeah.
4: Um, I don't see. I get like, I I get like two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen, like goofed of like what came out at the end of last year versus this year. I don't know. I don't can't even think of what like new gotta, records. Uh,
3: I'll tell you one that you will like if you yeah. haven't heard it is those those two Beach slang EPs. Oh yeah, those are great. Oh, I don't know. It's a those. dude from
0: Weston. Yeah, that one's
3: really will, cool. It's, if you like Gaslight.
4: I love them. Yeah, pretty, I have. You like, like
3: the Replacements at all?
4: Uh, I don't know the Replacements very well.
0: It's kind of the same. It's kind of a you'll, yeah. You'll like it.
4: You'll, you'll like it. <laughs> I got
0: you'll into like uh, the other
4: day uh, parquet courts. Okay, just like, I've
0: heard a little bit of that. I
4: just, I don't know. It, it's just I, it's like a kick. I'm sure I'm on that. I'll be like oh I'm, I'm over that. But like it was a week where I just listened to their like Sunday. The Menzingers'
0: record's good.
4: Yeah, the Menzingers' record's good. Um,
0: yeah, I'm supposed to come up with all these lists, and I used to be so into doing it, and now, like, I get hit up for Paz and job, and, like, I just never do, I'm like, I don't, I yeah, don't care, I don't, like, yeah. and I don't- so many of my friends, like, post, like, these are my 10, and I'm just, like, I read about music all day, like, I don't want to, like, I don't,
4: <laughs> and I'm like, no one cares what I like, like, yeah, totally, um, yeah, well, people might care. Well, people might care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I, feel I feel like, like nobody I- cares what I think. I'm like, yeah, totally. Um, which- <laughs> I feel
0: like I barely care. Like, yeah. I feel like if someone's like, "This is your list of favorite records," I'd be like, I'll skim it.
4: Yeah, totally.
3: Yeah, but you subconsciously are like, because you put out a record and your record has gotten critically acclaimed, you know? So it's, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, well, you can't be the guy with a record people dig putting out his list of records that he thinks are cool and then not put your record on it.
0: I would, yeah, I would never put my record also, on it.
4: Also, it is it is tougher, like, when your album comes out to be like, here's here's the best records this year, and when you don't, because you would never want to put your own on it, but typically, right. you're like, mine's pretty good.
0: Also, like, I feel like you're also, when you see other people do they just scan it for yours, you're like, nope,
4: uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I saw my friend scroll past my Instagram without liking it the other day, and I was like, what the fuck, man? Double tap that shit. That's a good photo. Like... <laughs> The framing on that, yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. You know, I like photography, that means a lot to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I'm think I'll think of like comedy albums that came out this year that you should check out. Um, this guy, Nick Vaderot, has like this really weird, he's a, a Chicago dude, the most unique album I've heard. If you listen, like, look it up on uh, Spotify, Nick. Vatterot. I want to look it up just based yeah, on I his think, name. I think Vanessa's friends, I think he's performed definitely with Vanessa friends. a yeah, lot, they're like her friends open for, for her. sure, yeah, yeah he's Vatterot's really funny, friend. but it's, it's a weird, um. Somebody doing something cool, unique with an album, which I really dug. Nice. Uh, and then who else? I don't know who else. My friend Barry Rothbard came out with one that's good. I don't. I don't know.
3: Did Chris Gethard's comedy record come out this year? Did he have a full length one? Special, right?
4: He had a half
3: hour. That was really good. I enjoyed that.
4: Yeah, the half hours are are, are a weird thing now. They're not what they used to be when like Hedberg and Dane Cook were doing them. Um, it's weird. That headbreak
3: half hour I still have like on my iTunes.
4: It's, it's perfect. There's a there's a, a extended version. It's like 39 minutes long of hit of the full recording where he Shit. bombs for the first 20. But but isn't is? It, oh. is it, I think it's, it's the crowd really sucked. right? Crowd really sucks. It's when they used to do the half hours in LA around like while people were having dinner. <laughs> it's the fucking worst experience ever. If like Yikes. that's what I hate about comedy clubs. Like the the ones that serve food if you serve food in your club i'm, I'm not into it because it's like i can't make somebody laugh while they're fucking cutting a steak
3: right yeah it's well, dinner theater that's yeah the
4: worst. super lame that's my question
0: sort of too it's like i like going to comedy shows and i go to a lot of shows at ucb and stuff but it is like as someone who just grew up going to like see bands play and stuff i feel like you go to these places and it's like whatever the comedy seller it's cool but it's like you're paying so much money then there's like this minimum and everything so and like i feel like that's like is it just so much overhead, or is so it,
4: lame? That's why I would I would love to go around comedy clubs and just do small rock venues. Yeah, because what, it's so much easier? Why
0: is that just the established way it is, or is it just to like to pay for everything? Because I don't know how much are the comics
4: getting paid a ton of money. Like I don't know, man. Like the the best model I can see is the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, where it's a really small space that like, can't be a ton to rent out. And then, so he doesn't need to charge a lot for tickets, like eight bucks for tickets if you're a college student. And then they sell like beer and popcorn. Um, And then, you know, the comedian makes money and then it's like seats like 200 people it's just like these fucking comedy clubs that are like there's gonna be a 500 seat comedy club so the turnover you think you're gonna get 3,500 people there every weekend like right. to see you know just regular headlining comics not like theater acts right it's just like people getting greedy with like we could make this much I feel like is what is like the downfall of those bigger comedy clubs but
0: then it's like if you see, we had like Mike Lawrence on here talking about UCB and he was like I, he's like they don't pay anyone so it's like yeah. that model UCB gr- gr-
4: pays no one
0: yeah that model's great I feel like if you 're watching shows and good as a performer, I guess to have like an opportunity, but it's also like that doesn 't seem really sustainable if you 're not
4: you don't make money in new york or l a doing comedy it's really? just a thing that you just don't you can make a little bit of money i'm i like if I wow. go up every night in New York, I might make two hundred bucks uh for a week over a week maybe
3: you should join a band
0: yeah but, Dude, i don't know about that uh it's yeah also-
4: but it's just a thing like it's like a fully when I lived in L.A., I, was a, I had a full-time job the whole time. I was a biomedical engineer the whole time I w- lived there. So, like, people would be like, oh, I'm broke. And I'm like, well, fucking get a job. Like, don't sleep in. I never felt bad for people being broke because I was like, I get, a, I, you know, I get up and go to work. Um, but, yeah, you what, don't make any money. What does a money.
3: biomedical engineer do?
4: I worked at Caltech in a lab uh, writing, like, research papers and shit. I went to college for that and got that degree. And then so that's what I did in L.A. for a while. But yeah, if you don't, you still make money in New York or LA. You have to go on the road if you want to make money as a stand-up, which sucks. But it's the same thing as like a band, you right? Know? You don't make money gigging around New York. You make money by fucking going on a tour. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: But Yikes. but what uh, about that?
4: Like doesn't
3: Jamie Kilstein have the model where he, you know, he'll go and find you find rooms that aren't like you know Ticketmaster oriented, you know that kind of thing where it's like yeah, you're basically like Fugazi.
4: Absolutely. I mean, I, you can do it if you're, uh, you know, have enough clout. Like I, I did it in Iowa because, you know, Iowa is where I can like sell good tickets because I, you know, that's where I'm from. And I talked about it uh, on SNL. So people like were into that. So I just would hit up a city and be like, hey, what's the best? What's the best like 300 seat venue in Des Moines? And then they hit me back to this place called Woolies. And then so I just set up a show there. Then $5 tickets that I keep 90 percent of the door. You make as a comedian way more money, and as uh, you know, the people who go in way cheaper. It's just the fucking best to cut out comedy clubs. Just get them. Just cut out the middleman. Just bring your comedy to people who want to see it. Charge them less. Don't fucking price gouge your fans. Uh, yeah. And then you know, then you just one night only also is great. Fucking two shows sucks. Like any time I do two shows, like Friday night second show, I'm like, you guys fucked up. You should have came to the first show. I'm tired now. <laughs>
3: Um, that always amazes me with comedy, where you have a couple of days where you're there. Like, whereas in a band, like one night and you're gone. If no, you, yeah. You, see you next tour.
4: No, and yeah, stand up that you you got like fucking six six options to go see it. it. It's I'm way more into one and done. Do you think that that's kind of changing? Do you think like that
0: newer model is kind of replacing it?
4: No, no. I mean, comedy clubs are still definitely a thing. Comedy stand up comedy is so popular right now. It's like early 90s level popular, where, you know, that oddball festival where they're going and selling, like, 17,000, like, tickets for people to go see, you know, Louis C.K. and, like, Hannibal Burris, who are, who are, like, the best comics, but, like, 17,000 tickets, and they're doing two fucking nights there? That's, like, I feel like it can't get much more popular than that. Yeah. It's insane. It's, like, stand-up comedy, and also the internet has allowed every... Every uh, fucking small town to have a scene, like there's a scene everywhere, which is what, you know, there was maybe, I I don't know, maybe like 10 people really doing it when I lived in Iowa in like 2009 and now I went back there. There's like a full, like, they're like, uh, you know, comics, like they're like, we want to do it without ever having to leave Iowa. And I'm like, come on, dudes, get the fuck out of Iowa. Like, uh, But, but there's just Sounds pretty s- punk. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah very punk now. There's just scenes of like, there's a New Orleans scene and they all, you know, it's, it's weird. It's great for comedy. Um, it's really good. Just the internet has allowed uh, everything to become more connected. Same thing with bands. So much easier for you, to people re- to record now, right? Than yeah, but like it's a also real like, I'm sure
0: it's the same thing with comedy. There's just so many bad bands now. For sure. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like before you had to like really work at it and like book it yourself. So, like, you couldn't just, like, you know what I mean? Like,
4: yeah, for us, those are YouTube stars. <laughs> I'm sure.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, Dude. But that, uh, that's
3: where I feel even older than I am is when I'm like, I'm like, that can't, they can't, there, there's not that many people that watch this. No, there's not.
4: Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, for sure. Uh <laughs> I don't know. I've had a story, but I won't say it because it's a bummer. It's mean. Uh, yeah, we'll move on from YouTube stars. Uh, hey
3: man, we love to end on a good bummer.
4: <laughs> yeah, no way. But I'll, I'll Will just... you tell us later for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for I don't know. Comedy's super popular. You don't make any money until you hit a certain level. Until like you get on SNL. I was making no money, and then you get on SNL. Even I was barely even on SNL. Like <laughs> fucking barely, but. Just those, I got to do two updates as myself, and then that worked. To now I get to go tour and have money for the first time ever as a comedian. And
0: you think that was a direct result of that?
4: So, hundred percent a direct result of that. Uh, yeah, just from you know two updates that were funny about where it was just my stand up. I got to roll on and do. Yeah, yeah, and then you know also making fun of being fired from SNL helped. Yeah, more than anything. The funniest thing, thing I did on SNL was get fired. I think. <laughs> so it didn't didn't hurt to get fired and immediately go on a tour yeah and then like people who came to that tour were like oh he's actually good at this was there like like when that Were you, was there
0: a moment where you were just because it seemed like you went straight out and like really carried that momentum was there a moment where you're like oh, i'm bummed out i just want to sit around and feel sorry for myself
4: no way man it was immediately like let's make them look like assholes <laughs> by being the funniest person in the world it was like the most motivating thing that ever happened it's like I'm going to be so funny that people will be mad at them for firing me, which is how I I took it. Yeah, that's a really
0: great good attitude. Yeah, that's amazing.
4: Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to be bummed out. I'm going to go fucking make them eat their words, dude. Uh, which, you know, I, that's not, that's not saying anything mean against SNL. It's just like, cause they're cool. To, I mean, they're as cool as they can be, you know, upon fire me. Plus the cast is the best, you know, like, uh, Vanessa is so fucking nice and everybody on the cast was great. SNL in general is good. I'm just, you know, like Lauren fired me. So I'm mad at him. Like, that's how it works. It's basically <laughs> it.
3: I uh, gotta go. I gotta go on, um, uh, Mark Marin's podcast and have the Lauren talk.
4: Oh, I doubt it. Well, well, who knows? Um, if you know, if people buy my album by doing that. Sure, uh, I just want people to hear my album. Is what I want. You What's know. the name of it again? Uh, it's well, I never said it. it's called. This is cool, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, the cover of it is I just ripped off uh, Almond Brothers band uh, Brothers and Sisters cover. It's pretty cool. I like the cover a bunch. Where So can, where can people get it? Like iTunes? Yeah, or- iTunes, and then I'll just have like a vinyl that you can buy off my website, oh, yeah? yeah. Cool. Books Which Wieland. is like com. basically, now I have to like carry them to sell them, but I don't give a shit. I basically just did vinyl so I could have one.
0: Yeah. I don't want a CD. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool when, when comedians do vinyl. I hope so. Uh... <laughs> You should wow. do a
4: whole. You should
3: do a run of all seven inches, so it's like you know six jokes side one, six jokes side two. And then you have a collection like a seven inch of the month, like no effects.
4: Oh my god, I that's the one thing about new records that um, lazy me is upset about, but like audiophile me is like cool. Like is the you know my morning jacket every album is you know cut into two records, so you get sometimes it's like two songs on this side. Like what the fuck is this a single? <laughs> uh, so I just got to flip records all the time, but it's still. But I I like, like, you know, fucking old school, like Springsteen, uh, Nebraska, where it's like, oh, flip it once. You know, you got it for like 20 minutes now.
3: You must have loved A Tracks, man. You have to listen to that shit in a row.
0: Someone showed me an interview with Kanye West where he compared his album to Nebraska. And I was like, dude. I was like, did you make this album alone on an A-track with just by yourself with an acoustic guitar? Like, I bet you had a million people working on your album. Oh, for sure. I'm
3: more impressed that Kanye West knows the album Nebraska. Yeah.
0: I didn't watch the actual clip, but someone was like, do you remember when Kanye West compared his album to Nebraska? And I was like, this just makes me
3: mad. I think he meant the entire state.
4: Yeah? Oh, for (laughs) sure. Um, I don't, I like, I mean, I like Kanye West just because of how Kanye. fucking crazy he is. Yeah. Also, he makes super catchy music. Yeah. And without, he does, man. I do get, videos. I get it grumpy with, you know, uh, everybody who's just, you can just fucking, like South Park made fun of the new pop star idea so well of just like, they're all fucking so interchangeable. Every pop star is so fucking yes. interchangeable. It's so boring of like, okay, yeah. That's your ass. Nice. You got a great ass. And now here's the song somebody else wrote for you. Yep. Neat. Yeah. I get so grumpy about it. Me too. Uh, and,
3: and the fact that it has been unchanged since rock and roll started. That's right. what I like the most. It's just like, you know, go back to like, look at an old top 10 list of the 50s or 60s. Like, look, look at like, an, like a, a 70s Rolling Stone. Like, these were the top 10 hits this week. You'll you'll recognize maybe one song, and then just look at the like two through ten. It's awesome.
4: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Sh- yes, you're totally right. Um, it's great. I the other day I saw I th- I'm not lumping Taylor Swift into that category at all. You know, because she writes her songs and they're right. fun. But uh, I was just like looking at her the other day. I was like, she looks like young Tom Petty. And that's not mean to either of them.
0: Yeah. They're both just <laughs> beautiful people. I can't believe how young she is. They're like, it's her birthday last week. She's turning 25.
4: I was like, yeah. oh, my God. What I got I to run a car life?
3: to pull her trailer.
4: I did get a little grumpy when she took her music off Spotify. I was like, come on, how much money do you need? Yeah, man? yeah. It's fine. Let, let kids stream your music. Yeah, like I get if you're like, look, dudes, I'm eating fucking egos for dinner. I got to have, can you please buy my records? But I also feel like a lot of that
0: stuff, like who even knows how much that was her. I mean, I'm sure she had to sign it, but I bet you.
4: You're totally right. And this is my girlfriend definitive by saying like, but artists like that need to take their music off for Spotify to fucking uh, rectify and be like, okay, we will pay more for people to stream here. Right? Right, right, So that's where I was like, oh man, if she's helping other bands then I totally respect it. Yeah. I was just like in like a drunk, grumpy mood of like, yeah, get all the money. And you then, were
0: just like, dude, now I can't listen to every Taylor Swift album like I normally do. Well,
4: in all honesty, I wanted to listen to her new record. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not gonna buy it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, so she, it, to it worked for totally. Out, man. Yeah, yeah. I have the yeah. bulb, so... No, I, yeah. Thanks for thanks for I, letting I, me for come sure. on. Uh, hopefully, I didn't come off like a dick. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm ever worried about. I think I don't think so. Okay. I, no. Not
0: not a bigger dick
3: than. Than Two everybody thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it makes me want to go get your record. So.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Check it out, January twenty seventh. January twenty seventh. And SNL's let me go on. Um, I mean, they're not letting me. Uh, I hit them up, and they're cool to me. I'm going to go uh, sit down on Seth to like promote it. Oh, nice. Which is like kind of nice to still keep that relationship with those dudes. That's amazing. That's very cool. Seth Myers is the nicest human being of all time. Yes, he's awesome. And uh, his uh, showrunner, Mike Shoemaker, is like my favorite person in the world. Cool. Well so to check
0: out Brooke on Seth Show as well. Yeah. That'll be that'll be fun. And Vanessa was on Seth Show two nights mm-hmm. ago when this aired and talked about our web series, which oh, was yeah. awesome. Dude, yeah. that's
4: why Seth is the fucking man. Hey Seth, can I just come on and talk about some Sure. D-
0: there's a the part where he's, he's like, so you and your brother
4: I have a way, I was like, he knows my name oh yeah dude, Seth has a really funny uh, Seth is talking about everybody's uh, um, backstage, who they bring backstage one time and uh, he was like, uh, he called he calls, uh, cause at SNL you get to bring people up to your dressing room or whatever right <laughs> um, either way we were just talking about like who's who we're coming with or who we're letting come up to our dressing room and Seth goes, I'm doing the Vanessa, uh, my best friend and my brother <laughs> yeah
0: I know, but Edmund always introduces her as her best friend.
4: It's my best friend Gwen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, She's the best. either way, um I just stuttered for about a minute and a half there. Perfect. <laughs>
0: nice. Cool. Good All way right. to end. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Brooks Wheelan. Um, super, super funny dude, and, uh, check out his new album, This Is Cool, right? It came out at the end of January. He did a sold-out show here at Union Hall, where we do all of our live podcasts. I didn't go because I couldn't go for some reason, but I'm sure it was fucking awesome. So, check out Brooks, um, follow him on Twitter, check him out on At Midnight, and a bunch of other TV shows he's on, uh... Also, wanted to thank our sponsors, Commonwealth Press. Go to cwpress.com slash podcast. Get six free shirts with your order. Um, what else? Visit us on Twitter, Going Off Track. We are um, on iTunes. Leave us a review. You can also donate to the podcast at goingofftrack.com. F- Stephen usually does this, so I'm trying to remember if there's anything else I'm forgetting. I wish Steven was still on the line. Um,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm I'm still
1: here. You've just <laughs> been ignoring me. Oh, you're he- Really? Totally fucked that up. Let's do it again.
0: No, dude, that was fine. He was
1: supposed to go. I thought that was good. He was Supposed to remind you to say Commonwealth Press.
0: Oh, what's the difference though? I don't
1: know.
2: See now, I think it's now I think it's even better.
0: <laughs> Should we leave all of this in and just be so incredibly unprofessional? <laughs> like, want to see-
2: find out why we don't write comedy? <laughs> this is why, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> and let's not just leave it in. You know, have you ever had somebody like call you and then they thought they hung up and you you could. Sit and listen to them for 10 minutes. Yes. Let's just do that. Let's leave the room and go get some more coffee. I've done it many, many times. <laughs> Let's do the equivalent of that.
0: <laughs> I'm so confused what's happening right now.
1: <laughs> so we apologize for the next
0: 20 minutes of dead air that you're about to hear. Don't worry. I guarantee you no one is still listening to this. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, check out Commonwealth Press. Check us out online. Check out Brooks' album. Uh, sorry for how insanely weird this outro is. (laughs) It's early.
2: Hey, guys, I'm still on the line.
0: Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Are you still driving? Did you mention Commonwealth Press?
0: Yes, many times.
1: Okay. (laughs) How about the Twitter handle? Did you do that? Yeah. Oh, Steven's calling We
0: got it all. Oh, my God. (laughs) Someone please end this. Please, God, make this end. (laughs) See you next week.
1: I think clapping is going to make it end? Yes.
0: <laughs> no. Usually we clap just, to, for the cue, so it's over. It has to end when I clap. <laughs> dude, this is so ridiculous. Please I hit do stop. That every week now. Please hit stop. <laughs> Still rolling. Please end this. <laughs> Have some compassion, dude. <laughs> 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 Have some compassion for yourself and for our listeners.
1: All right. I'm going to
0: end it. All right. Thank God.